Welcome to the Professional Writer Podcast. I'm your host, Laura Christensen, and I'm here to help you confidently plan, launch, and grow your writing-related business. You'll find the show notes and a link to join our private Facebook community at bloggingbistro.com. I am really excited to kick off the new year with a special guest today. Her name is Amy Connell. Hi, Amy. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Laura. Thank you so much for having me. I am super glad that you are here with us today. Amy, you and I met several years ago now when we worked together, did some consulting. I remember you were working on your brand message and we had the opportunity to get to know each other back then. I was recently doing a series on the podcast about stretching our social media muscles. And that was a four-part series. If you're interested in listening to it, it was episodes 39 through 42. And after one of those episodes, you contacted me, Amy, and pitched yourself as a potential guest for the podcast. And I'm so glad you did. Well, thank you for accepting that invitation. And thank you for that series. That was so helpful. I don't listen, re-listen to episodes very often to anything I listen to, but I'm actually going to go back and listen to it again, take the notes, do the action steps. In fact, I shared it over on the uh, Christian Podcasters Association page that I'm on. That was really great content. So thank you. I know that stuff takes a lot of time to put together. Well, thank you so much for doing that. You're like a commercial for my podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, it's good. Let's just call it what it is. Yeah. And you are a podcaster as well. You are the host of the Graced Health Podcast. That's G-R-A-C-E-D Health Podcast, where you provide women with simple and grace-filled ways to take care of themselves, all with a little chocolate. And I absolutely love the video that you have on the homepage of your website, because your video opens with the words, I like chocolate and potato chips. You are a girl after my own heart. (laughs) (laughs) I really do. (laughs) And I love those things as well, especially dark chocolate with a a little bit of caramel inside of it. You've been a fitness professional for 15 years and you're a certified trainer and nutrition coach. You help other people like me take care of ourselves without going crazy. And especially when we guilt ourselves thinking whatever I do to try to take care of myself is never enough. And so that's where the grace comes in, right? Right. Yes. I mean, that is such a strong mission of mine. I really felt called about six years ago to start this ministry that is now called Graced Health. My first reaction was the world does not need another health and fitness blogger. (laughs) I mean, Mm -hmm. it just saturated with it. But I have my own voice, I have the message. And and really, a lot of that is it doesn't have to be perfect. There are a lot of rules out there. And I'm going to use that in quotes, there's a lot of health rules that people feel like they have to obey and comply with. And if they don't, they feel ashamed, they feel like they haven't done enough. And really, the more I have learned from a scientific standpoint, as I have done my continuing education for personal training and for nutrition coaching, the more I realize that that's not the intent of any of the of the community of the fitness researchers. What happens is 
we get little sound bites that are either on the morning shows or they're on BuzzFeed. That's what's pushed out to us. And there's a lot of shame that goes along that yes. with like, I don't, if I don't do this, then I failed. That is the opposite of my message. Really, what I love to do is equip women with those simple and grace-filled ways of taking care of themselves, finding joy in the movement, and really establishing a strong and positive relationship with food and their body. Mm, I love that. And yeah, I have been thinking about you for a long time. I've been asking myself, how could I get Amy on the podcast? <laughs> because <laughs> this is a, you know, the podcasts are for writing related businesses. And so I thought, okay, how, how can I somehow <laughs> work what Amy has to offer yeah. into this? And then you contacted me and you said, hey, would it help your listeners if I provided some simple stretches and some movements that they can do throughout the day? Because as we know, as writers, our lives can be Mm, let's just say somewhat sedentary. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. We're sitting in front of our computers all day long. Case in point, yesterday, and, and I'm pretty active as a writer. I swim several times a week for about a mile at a wow. each time. And then I, you know, I walk and do other things. So I try to stay active. Well, yesterday I did my mile of swim and then I came home and I was all ready to go back to work for the next few hours on my computer and get all this stuff done and all these client projects done. And my husband says, I'm trimming this tree out in the front yard. Can you come and help me pick up all the branches and sticks and everything that I'm pruning off of this tree? And I'm like, oh, I just got done swimming for an hour. <laughs> I don't have any energy left to help you pick up branches, <laughs> but I did. And, oh, today and you're my feeling it back today. Is killing me. I bet it is. I bet so it is. I am really looking forward to what you have to offer. <laughs> <laughs> I think that is a very common complaint. In fact, I have two boys and my husband and they're all pretty active and my sons are athletes and they all had a project outside on Sunday where they were cleaning the, the pool filter, which involved mm -hmm. a lot of leaning over and spraying and they were all complaining about their backs yesterday. <laughs> I think that's definitely a, a common, common issue. But yes, I mean, we sit when we write. And there are ways that we can work around that. I have found myself sometimes voice texting into my phone when I have an idea when I'm on a dog walk, or writing things down here and there. But when we really want to sit down and intentionally get some quality words out, we are more than likely sitting at a computer. And then we're sitting some more. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now, some people I know will follow the Pomodoro method where they, you know, set a timer for 25 minutes and then they get up and move for five minutes, which I think is great. I typically don't do that, but I'm also a little bit of a distracted writer. So I'll sit down, I'll write, I'll get up and kind of work through some things in my head, then I'll sit down and work on it again. But I think we've all had those moments where hours have passed by and, mm -hmm. and haven't even realized it, which is a great thing for our productivity, <laughs> but not so great for our bodies. So yeah. yeah, that's so true of me, Amy. I've tried the Pomodoro method many times. And in fact, I recommended it on the podcast several times. And then I will find myself in the zone when I'm working on a writing project and I look up and three hours have gone by and it yeah. felt like 10 minutes. 
in my brain, my body's telling me, oh yeah, three hours went by and you never even got up. You never had a drink of water. You never stretched. You never did anything other than stare at your screen for three hours and you are now going to pay. Yeah. <laughs> I need some ideas from you on, on how I can manage this a little bit better than what I've been doing. Yes. Well, I think that happens to all of us. And then what we do is we realize what we've been asking of our body just if we step back for a minute and think about what's happening with our body when we're sitting down and we're writing. Uh, and I kind of want to go from the bottom up. So if you think about it, your lower body, you know, from your waist down. You're talking about the feet, not the bottom bottom. I'm talking about, <laughs> well, I am talking about, I am talking what part about. Of the body are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you asked that. I'm talking about what's called the hip musculature. So that is kind of like a corset or the all of the muscles that are around your hip region, your glute region. I've been speaking before and people are like, what are your glutes? I'm like, well, I don't really know how to say it politely and how my mother would want me to, but it's the butt cheeks. <laughs> and you have, you have a lot of muscles in that region. You have an outer layer, which is your gluteus maximus, and then you have several muscles underneath that. You also have muscles on the side of your hips and then on the front. So when you are sitting for three hours, your hip flexors, which are the muscles on the front, the front of your body, but you're in that same region are in a continual flexed position. Uh -huh. Now, my guess is after sitting for three hours, when you've talked about that, you stand up and you kind of take a few steps and it's almost like a hobble. Like, mm -hmm. and you kind of have to work into that until you can almost stand up straight or it's, it's feeling better. Well, that's because believe it or not, that is from overuse of your muscles, but it's not overuse. Like you swam three miles instead of one mile, it's overuse from sitting and it's compressing your muscles. It's compressing your connective tissue, which is also called your fascia. And we need to move that around. So a really simple stretch that I like to recommend when we've been sitting, and I will do this anytime I've been sitting for a long time is you stand up, you place one foot behind you. And I'm going to do this while we're talking so okay. I can make sure that I can. You hear the, the microphones jiggling or we sound like we're far away from the mic. It's because we're actually doing the exercise. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, and I'm, I actually have a standing desk because when ah, everybody came home, we had to reconfigure how everybody worked yeah. and where everybody worked. So I had to I had to get a new desk and I got a standing desk, which I love, love, love and highly recommend if it works into your space and budget and all of that kind of stuff. But anyway, so I am standing, but you take one foot back behind you. So say you take your right foot back behind you and you kind of bend your left knee. Then the key is you squeeze your right glute, that right butt cheek, and you tilt your hip forward. So what's that, what that's going to do is that the glute activation, and I know I'm getting a little geeky here, I'm sorry, but mm -hmm. the activating the back part of your, um, of your bottom will stretch your hip flexor. So when we've been sitting and it's been flexing, 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 then just stepping back with that front knee bent, straight back leg, squeezing your glute and tilting that hip forward, that's going to stretch out your hip, uh, your hip flexor. That's the part that's been overworked because we've been sitting and it's been stretching that whole, or not, it's, it's been, been working flex. that whole time and we need to 
get it back to how it's supposed to be. Right. It's, yeah, it's been scientific terms. Yeah. Yeah. It's, well, that's, you know, yes, you basically, (laughs) basically it's been flexing and now we need to, I just forgot the technical term. We, you know, we all do this. (laughs) (laughs) Reflex. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. So it just kind of needs to be stretched out. The other thing that is really good when you've been sitting for a long time in that that hip muscular region. Now this is a little weird. Like I don't recommend doing this at Starbucks if you like to go to Starbucks and write or something. But if you stand up and you take your feet about hip width apart, and then you just create a circle with your rear and just go in one direction. (laughs) I know I told you that that would be weird to do at Starbucks. It would be weird to do at Starbucks. (laughs) That is a good way to get blood flowing to all of your regions and to, and to stretch all of that. Now, another one that you can do that would be a little more appropriate out in public is just to (laughs) shift your hips from side to side. So again, the, the point is we have overused your um, your hamstring muscles, which are in the back of your legs, you've overused your gluteus muscles from sitting, sitting. And now we're trying to move it in a different way, which brings fluids back to it, which will kind of take away that tenderness of those first few steps. When I do these little stretches, after I've been sitting, staring at my screen for three hours, am I going to experience immediate relief? Or is this something that I need to be doing over time or multiple times per day? What's your recommendation there? You will experience the greatest relief when you do this consistently. It's going to be really hard to get immediate relief just doing something one time. Mm -hmm. But if you will, maybe every time you get up and go to the bathroom before you sit down, kind of stretch those out, that will help rehydrate your connective tissue and that will help get the, the blood flowing to all of those different muscles, which will help alleviate the pain or the discomfort that you may be having from sitting. I think maybe I should set a timer on my phone so I remind myself to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or, you know, there's the thing. Have you heard of the concept of habit stacking? No. I read about it in the book Atomic Habits by James Clear, and he recommends when you are trying to start a new habit that you layer that on or you stack that on with something. So maybe it is like I mentioned you every time you go to the use the restroom, you um, do that. Or um, if you have a sip of water, or, you know, a little bit of water, stand up and just kind of shift your hips back and forth. But putting something together on a habit that you already do, Mm -hmm. then adding something new is a lot easier than just trying to create something out of the blue. Yeah, so it's like a little trigger. When I go do this, I'm also going to do that. And then that eventually becomes a habit too. Exactly, exactly. Yes. So that's kind of the lower half of our body. Now, this is the other problem. When we're sitting there for hours and we're typing, what we're doing is we're pulling off in time. (laughs) I will absolutely be guilty of hunching my shoulders over, pulling my head forward, looking at my screen, looking at my notes or something like that. That causes what's called upper crossed syndrome. So crossed syndrome. Yes, C-R-O-S-S-E-D. Not upper crust, but upper crust. Upper, okay. yes. So upper half, crossed, like you're Got crossing it. your body. Yes, yeah, C-R-O-S-S-I-N-G, or upper crossed syndrome. Unfortunately, our society and the way we work really perpetuates this. 
Because we're on our phones, because we're on our screens, we are constantly, if we're, unless we're intentional about it, we're constantly looking forward and pulling everything. So a really simple stretch to do if you find yourself in that position is either just sit up straight in your chair and open up your arms just straight arms out by your side and then pull your arms back. So what that's going to do is, there you go. (laughs) You're going to stretch your chest and you're, again, you're flexing your pectoral muscles that's pulling it in when you're writing. And so you want to do the opposite of what that is and open up those arms. You can also take your arms behind you, clasp your hands together, and then pull it back, Mm -hmm. rolling your shoulders back. So those are two really great ways to open up your chest. Now, I feel like I would be remiss if I did not remind everybody about holding their phone. So when you are on your phone, ideally, pull it up enough so that just your eyes look down. I mean, ideally, you like have it up at eye level, but that just looks oh, weird. Oh, so I'm not like crunched over. Exactly, exactly. Okay. Because again, the further down it goes, the further our head is going. And I have found when I'm in public and I'm wearing my mask, it goes down even farther mm-hmm. because my line of vision is impaired from the mask. So pull the phone up a little bit so your eyes can just look down rather than your whole head pulling down. And that will help prevent a lot of that tension because our head is like nine pounds, eight to nine pounds. So when we pull that, it's doing all kinds of Mm -hmm. bad things to our neck and our back. And if you have a lot of neck and back issues, like so many of us do, that's a great place to start. And then just practice good posture, stand up straight, pull your shoulders back. I have a friend who was telling me that their teenage or or young 20s son actually had to go to the physical therapist because he spent a lot of time looking at his phone, playing games on his phone and using Snapchat or whatever. And he was so scrunched over from using his phone that he was having major neck and upper back and shoulder problems. They, they even had some special name for what it was that was related to phone use. Tech neck. I, I don't know. That, could, that sounds good. I like it. <laughs> yeah. That's one term. It's probably not like the t- formal terminology, but yeah. that's, the, that's the term I hear. Yeah. So if that is an issue, this isn't a stretch, but this is relatively easy to do. One of the things to help combat that is to strengthen your back. Because again, as we're pulling that head forward, we're pulling all of our weight forward and we're not strengthening those muscles in our back. So if you lay on the ground on your belly, which is the called the prone position, and just lift your chest up. So keep your hands by your hips and just lift your chest up wow. and then down. Keep your feet on the floor when you do that. Okay, feet on the floor. You're laying on your belly, hands to your sides, arms to your sides. You're lifting your only your chest up kind of like a, a mammal. Uh, I'm thinking like a seal or something that's coming up to take a breath of air. Yes. Yeah. After well, they've been swimming. That's funny. You say it, it's like a mammal. So actually that the term, we are a mammal. We are a mammal. But, well, the, but the term that is used for that in my personal training is it's it's called floor because you're on the floor prone because you're on your belly. Cobra. Oh, Cobra. Cobra. (laughs) So it's like that snake, you know, where they just kind of lift that up. So that is a really great strengthening movement for your back if you're having issues that tech neck in your back and neck. Should we do it 
X number of repetitions or for X number of seconds per repetition? I would recommend if you've never done it, I would start with maybe eight times. So take it up, hold it for like a second and then take it down. Or that will probably be about 20 seconds and then see how you feel. You can work up from there, but I always recommend starting lower and see how you feel the next day. There are some movements out there that are really sneaky. And this is one of them, like you're doing it and you feel like you're fine. And then the next day you're like, Oh my gosh, I'm so sore. So, Mm -hmm. so the last thing I want to do is make anyone so upset that they did this, that they never do it again. So I would say maybe do eight, eight, do it eight times, do it 20 seconds, and then wait anywhere between 30 seconds and a minute, and then do it again for a total of three times or three sets. And see how you feel. You might need to do, you know, you're a swimmer, Laura. So your back is probably conditioned more so than a lot of people even who are walkers and runners. So it might be that you can do more. But if this is something that's new, I recommend starting where it works for you. So maybe that's four times. And if it's four times, then that's fine. And the other thing too, that I didn't mention is you want to activate your glutes. That's the personal trainer saying for squeeze your butt. Again, activating that allows your other muscles to work to the the fullest extent. I was thinking about places where I get stiff and sore as I've been working. My wrist, because I use a traditional mouse, and so my wrist is kind of resting on the mouse pad or it's on the keyboard. I tend to get sore wrists. Yes. Do you have any stretches that you could recommend for after we've spent a day at the keyboard and we need to just stretch those fingers and hands out? I do. The first thing that comes to mind is just take your hands out in front of you, clasp mm-hmm. them together, and make, make some eight, like a, a figure eight. Mm-hmm. So you're going to go one way. And then if you really want to challenge your mind, go the other way. Ooh, I got to think backwards <laughs> to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's some- I can just do my, all my listeners are trying to do this right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, walking along their their sidewalks listening and you know all of that. That's a really good one to do. Another one if you are comfortable getting on the floor on your hands and knees, very very gently instead of having your hands flexed and supporting yourself, you can turn your palm um, I'm trying to describe, I'm trying to figure out how this is really hard to do over the, over the ears and not showing, <laughs> but turn your uh, hand the other way and just very gently put pressure on it to again. So that's the opposite way. Oftentimes yeah. we are tense. We are tired or sore because we have been moving our body in the same way over and over. So if you are ever feeling these little tweaks or something funny, think about how can I move my body the opposite way? That's very good advice. Yes. I like that. Because our, again, our connective tissue, which, you know, that connects our body from head to toe. There's a lot of science coming out about it. It's a, it's fascinating to me, but my family thinks I'm a total goober for talking about it all the time. But your, your connective tissue, if it is overused from doing the same thing over and over, then it will bind up, which can cause your muscles to pull oftentimes in areas that are not even right where that is. For example, if someone walks a lot or runs a lot, they may develop really tight IT bands 
which are along the sides, the outside of their thighs. But what that will manifest manifest itself as is knee pain. So it's it's a tricky thing, but moving your body in opposite ways of how you normally move it is a great way to start. I have been kind of sedentary and I'm going to be starting doing some of these things, Amy. Would you recommend that I first see my general practitioner before I attempt to do some of these things? Anyone who has been sedentary and not moving at all and is wanting to embark in a formal exercise program, yeah, it's probably a good idea to go to the doctor. Let's make sure your blood pressure is okay. Let's make sure your blood work is coming back and that we're not concerned about hydroglycerides or, you know, just some other things that can cause some problems. And then the other thing that I really recommend is finding a certified personal trainer. Okay. There are a lot of resources out there, a lot of resources, and you can go on YouTube and you can go on Instagram or Facebook and find workouts and really smart, knowledgeable people, but they don't know you. They don't know your body. Good personal trainer will customize a program to what is what your goals are, to what you've been doing. It's really important to start small, to get some foundational strength in, strengthening your core before we go into things like jump squats and burpees. We're going to take it slow. We're going to gradually move into our exercise routine and make it a habit and layer it maybe on top of some things that we've already been doing so it doesn't feel like such a shock to the system. How about eating and drinking habits? I have heard many, many times that you're supposed to drink eight glasses of water per day. Is that something you agree with? And what do you recommend in terms of water intake in particular, because we want to stay hydrated when we're doing our exercises and our stretching? We are learning more and more about how critical water and hydration is to our system everywhere, everything from how our brain is functioning to our digestive system to just our overall well-being. If possible, try and get those eight glasses of water in. So drink a glass of water first thing when you wake up even before your coffee, if you can do that, as my son says, he was like, mom, I feel like my organs are just waking up when I do that. (laughs) (laughs) But that will get a jump start on your day. Then drink a glass of water every time you use the restroom. That will kind of keep that. So that'll keep you moving. And then that'll keep you hydrated. You can set a timer and have you know maybe another eight ounces mid-morning, a glass of water with your lunch, mid-afternoon, and then with dinner. I have to really watch my fluid intake at night because otherwise I'll be up going to the bathroom all night long. Mm -hmm. So if we can push it toward the beginning to mid part of the day, our body's going to be able to utilize that. I do caution against just chugging like 24 ounces of water. I don't think that we need that much. But if you can kind of get in a consistent habit of drinking a lot of water, I do think your body will definitely thank you for that. It's just so vital in so much of what we do. The other thing that makes me cringe a little bit at the beginning of the year is hearing people say, 2020 was so hard. I totally got off the wagon. 
I ate junk. I ate out all the time. I had a lot of wine, but now it's the new year. I'm going to stop having soda. I'm going to stop having fast food. I'm not going to have any processed food. And then just, it just lists off all of the things that they're not going to have. The reason that makes me a little anxious is that's hard. Mm-hmm. It's really, really hard to make all of those changes all at once. What I recommend is start with one thing. If you're new to a health journey, you're still on the journey if you just take out soda and change nothing else. And then when you get used to not having any soda after a week or two, then maybe stop having fast food. Or instead of the burger and fries, maybe you just get the burger and a water or something like that. Just making those small changes, those aren't exciting, but those are the ones that are sustainable. Good advice, Amy. One other thing I wanted to ask you about when we wrap up, in many of my episodes, I share what I call a word nerd moment, where we talk about a word or an acronym that not everybody is necessarily familiar with, and we identify that. And before we started recording, you gave me an acronym called NEAT, N-E-A-T. So let's wrap up with using NEAT as our word nerd moment and tell us a little bit about NEAT and what it stands for. Yes, I love NEAT. And most people who learn about NEAT think it's fantastic. NEAT is an acronym for Non-Exercise Activity Thermogenesis which is just a really fancy way of saying any kind of movement that's not formal exercise. If you get up and go to the mailbox, that is neat. If you go help your husband trim the bushes and bundle that all up, that is neat. Now, wait a minute. That felt like exercise. (laughs) (laughs) Especially when I did it for an hour and a half. (laughs) I'm not saying it doesn't have to be tiring. (laughs) Okay. But, But that any kind of movement like that is really great. The great thing about NEAT is it will have a higher impact on your daily caloric expenditure, so how many calories you burn in a day, than formal exercise, or it can have a greater impact because you're up and you're down and you're moving around and you're in the kitchen and you're you're just doing all of this different stuff. And so that is a really simple way to increase what's called your metabolic rate or your calorie burn without feeling like you have to get to the gym if the gyms are open and sweat and huff and puff and Mm -hmm. do all of that. Just be active, move around. I have a two-story house. So for me, that means walking myself upstairs and telling the kids that dinner is ready rather than texting them, (laughs) which I do still text them. (laughs) Or yelling (laughs) upstairs. And, you know, there are definitely so many times in my day that I'm like, okay, I I have two choices here. I can either take the few extra steps or do it the easy way. I intentionally have my printer on the other side of the house. So I have to walk over to the printer. Yeah, I do too. (laughs) Mine is actually all the way downstairs. My office is upstairs and my printer is downstairs. I have to go down 15 whole steps just to get to my printer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but that's that's great. That's great. So yeah, and that means you're getting your steps in like the elevation too. At least 15. So so that's what you call NEAT, N-E-A-T, non-ex exercise, activity, thermogenesis. Yes. Yes. That's a mouthful. I know it is. I don't know why they had to make it such a complicated term. (laughs) 
that's the terminology. And there's a lot of really interesting, there's a lot of interesting science surrounding that. But just in general, to simplify it, just get up and move around. Okay, that sounds good. (laughs) I like simple. Yes. Oh, thank you so much, Amy. That was informative, inspirational. I am going to, as soon as we sign off, I'm going to have my glass of water and I'm going to go do some of those stretches that you talked about. Great. (laughs) You've got one person on the right track already. I'm going to be starting with that. How can we get a hold of you if we are interested in watching some of your fitness videos, reading your blog, looking at some of your meal plans, finding out more about you and your services? Where would we go for that? I am basically Graced Health everywhere. So you can find me over at gracedhealth.com. I do have a resources tab, which has um, various yeah, I I can send you a workout. I have some recipes that I love. I have one download that is pertinent to our conversation today, which is sneak in movement and stretches throughout your day. You can sign up there and I'll send you two downloads. One of them includes the stretches. The other one includes different movements that is intended to be about three minutes worth of movement work your 30 minutes and then do your three minutes. I'm on Instagram as Graced Health, as well as Facebook. And then the Graced Health podcast is my latest work that I've been doing. And I have a lot of fun over there. So we talk all things, faith, food, and fitness as they relate all to our overall health. So spiritual health, emotional health, mental health, physical health. Sounds good. Thank you so much, Amy. Yes, thank you for having me. This was a lot of fun. Go over to bloggingbistro.com if you're not quite sure of uh, what Amy was saying there about Grace Health. It's G-R-A-C-E-D, health. And I will put a link to Amy's site in the show notes at bloggingbistro.com. You can also find a link over there that you can click to subscribe to the Professional Writer Podcast, not to Amy's podcast. You can go to her site to do that. And I will email you a notification to every episode, or you can listen on your favorite podcasting app, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Stitcher. It's on all of them. Just open the app and key in The Professional Writer. The show will pop up. You can save it to your favorites so you won't miss an episode. Thank you again, Amy, so much for joining us today for the podcast. And I will be back with you again next week. Thank you, Laura.